We go together like peas and carrots. The Peas and Carrots Podcast, sharing life from our piece of the vegetable patch. Brian and Kayla Sanders. Welcome to the Peas and Carrots Podcast. I'm Brian. And I'm Kayla. Welcome to, I'm pretty excited about this week's podcast. We'll say why in a minute. Indeed. But who? what, what has happened to us? Who are we? I know. I think we've been, I don't know. What's and will the it word? stick? Will it stick around? Well, let's explain where we're going with this. <laughs> okay. um, yeah, I think we've been abducted. That's the word I was looking for. We've been buying exercise clothes. Yes. Putting together workout plans. Yes. Doing meal prep. Well, a restaurant. I bought a have been... fitness journal. Yes. So, yes, yes. Yeah. I'm going to the gym. Yeah. Working out. Mm-hmm. Doing laps and walking and. But the scary part is we're enjoying all of this. For the most part. I'm drinking water. Can I just say this? If they made a pill. <laughs> that let me lose all the weight I wanted to lose and keep it off. I'd never go to the gym again. Oh yeah, you would. But I will say you're that, a social butterfly. Well, I need that. I you need do. that. I need people. And you have friends there, and yeah, so okay. it has a dual purpose for you. But yeah, it's kind of freaking me out that we're enjoying all these things. Which of the two of us would do better on a desert island? Me. Yeah, I would. Which will yeah, mm, definitely. <laughs> I'd want to make friends with the... Never mind. Go Which ahead. we're about to really clarify okay. that. Because I, ha- I have a strange question for you. Okay, so politics aside, mm. there are a lot of societal shifts taking place with COVID right now. We know that. Things are going back to pre-COVID routines and, you know, schedules seem to be adjusting. But I've seen where offices are returning to in-person instead of work from home and masking is reducing and even our church is changing. Let me say this. I want to give a shout out to our church. They have worked really hard to honor the CDC guidelines and recommendations, but we are even returning to in-person church with safe practices and things have been done so well that we feel safe doing that. But if there were two things that you would be happy if they never returned post-COVID, what would they be? Mask. Yeah. I, I wore that. one. I mean, I didn't get upset you about it. wore one it. faithfully. I didn't, yeah, I didn't get upset. It wasn't a, I just didn't find it comfortable. Sure. And it fogged up my glasses. Get it. Okay. What would be the other so, thing? The other thing would be not having the ability to go out on a date, mm. having to go to, like, having to do food pickup all the time. Yeah, you do like going to restaurants. Yes, I like people. I need to see people. Sure. You? So mine would be, back to your question from earlier about the desert island, greeting time at church. That kills you, does it? It just wears me out. Because you're an introvert, bless her heart. And... I also really liked the way you waited at the doctor's office during COVID. That there were limited people. Sometimes they would have you wait in your car. And I don't want other people's germy germs. And I also don't want to be sitting there wondering, you don't want their so what? why are Wait you here? What? They're germy germs. So people are germy. So, yeah. But. You need germs. You need to get sick every now and then to build up your immunity system. I'm not a fan. You know? So, yeah. But 
Well, those are two things I could totally okay. live without. All so, right. yeah. Well, I could just do without going to the doctor myself. Yeah. So, so, really quickly, before we introduce today's guest, I want to inject a thank you here. This is we an important are coming, thank you. So, we are coming off of Mother's Day, I believe. Um, I want to say thank you to Draper James. This is a, this is a company that Reeths Witherspoon um, has grown Found, yeah. and founded and grown. And I follow their social media pages and I get their emails and I am a customer. And I just want to say thank you for sending an email that said, tell us if you would like to be muted from all Mother's Day advertising and marketing. And I was absolutely blown away. I have never had a company give me that option before. And I can pretty much imagine I'm not the only person who took great comfort in having an option to opt out of receiving all of these emails that say, buy this for your mom, mm. gift this to yourself as a Mother's Day gift, because it's such a hard holiday for a lot of people. So shout out to you, Draper James. Thank you for that. And I would just like to encourage other companies to consider doing that next year. Follow suit. And for sometimes in some Christian circles, that is seen as the epitome of like happiness is being a parent. Yeah. And so today we have a guest with us, Barnabas Piper. We'll introduce him here in just a moment. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, we're going to talk about happiness. We are. And uh, so uh, let's go to that right now. Welcome to Barnabas Piper. Uh, He's a husband and father of two daughters. He loves to read, write, and watch sports. I think we just proved that point. Mm -hmm. Uh, He worked in Christian publishing and leadership development. Uh, He's also an assistant pastor at Emmanuel Church in Nashville, Tennessee. He is our staff pastor at Positive Alternative Radio. He writes regularly for He Reads Truth, and he is the author of several books, including The Pastor's Kid, Finding Your Own Faith and Identity, Help My Unbelief, Why Doubt is Not the Enemy of Faith. Great book. The Curious Christian, How Discovering Wonder Enriches Every Part of Life. Another awesome book. And then the book that we're going to kind of discuss a little bit today, I'm sure, Hoping for happiness, turning life's most elusive feeling into lasting reality. He's also the co-host of the Happy Rant podcast, uh, which is about nothing and also everything, so just know that. Uh, He and his co-host of the podcast have a new book coming out that's also called The Happy Rant, if I'm not mistaken. I just pre-ordered my copy, by the way. Ladies and gentlemen, it's our honor to welcome our friend and an eternal optimist when it comes to the Minnesota Twins, the Minnesota Vikings, (laughs) Barnabas Piper. How you doing, bro? I was, you know, I'm doing great overall. You keep bringing up Minnesota sports, and it's just like you just you just want to put a ceiling on my my enjoyment of the day. I think, but overall, doing doing just you're fine. ruining his happiness. Why? Well, anyway. Oh, because you're reminding me of reality. You're not you're not saying anything untrue. You're just you know speaking <laughs> ill-timed truths. A, you can always switch to a Braves fan. I'm just saying, just come on over. We'll be happy to have you. <laughs> Um, he also has a new study coming out about about uh, Ecclesiastes, and we'll get to that at the end. I'm, yes, I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah, I am as well. Yeah. Uh, so let's start here. 
Why did you write a book about happiness in a world that is so angry, that is so divided, a, a world that looks for happiness everywhere? Why did you write a book about happiness? I mean, I think in some sense the question kind of points directly to the answer because it happiness is something that I think everybody has a deficit of. Uh, you know, we, we all wish we were enjoying life more than we are. Like that's just sort of a constant. Even the people who are having a great time, there's a sense of uh, this could be better or this is going to come to an end. You know, when you're on vacation, you might be having a great time, but also vacation vacation ends in four days or six days or whatever. So there's, there's just a sense of kind of this constant yearning. And then the flips, so there was kind of two, two groups that clued me into why I thought I should write this book. One is the group of people who are just perpetually chasing happiness. They're kind of always looking for the next thing, whether that's the next relationship, the next job, the next purchase, mm. the next achievement. They're just, it's kind of the, the rat race. And then the other side, and this is a little bit more of a subset, but it's near and dear to my heart because it's what I came out of, is the conservative Christian world that is really skeptical of happiness. There's mm. a sense of like happiness is is worldly. Happiness is, um, it's it's not something to be trusted, et cetera. And, and that seems problematic because that seems at odds with so much of what Scripture talks about in terms of, uh, the good gifts that God has given us. So try to find that, that kind of third perspective of, okay, it's not the rat race. That's not leading us anywhere. But also we can't just sort of stiff arm happiness and be like, that's of the devil because God created an amazing world full of great things that are designed for enjoyment. So, so where does happiness reside in a world that is everything you just said in, in, a, in a truly Christian manner? Hmm. So what would you say is happiness and what is not happiness yeah i think the short the shortest answer i mean it require requires a lot of fleshing out the shortest answer sure. of what is happiness is is uh enjoying enjoying things the way god designed them to be enjoyed hmm. with a clear perspective on what this world is does that include ice cream sandwiches yeah, God designed those to be enjoyed, right, or God or God gave some person the amazing creative ability to put ice cream between two like I don't know what those are, the delicious cake things uh, <laughs> for our for our enjoyment. But uh, yeah, so the where we go wrong is when we either refuse to enjoy the things that God has given us, or we try to find all of our fulfillment in them rather than enjoying them as he intended, which is that they're passing things, but they're good things while they last. That's, that's kind of where Ecclesiastes comes in because Ecclesiastes is basically saying nothing lasts in this world, but that doesn't mean nothing is good in this world. Hmm. So it's, it's problematic if we try to find all, our fulfillment in work, our fulfillment in money, our fulfillment in relationships, but it's not a bad thing to take pleasure in those things because they were designed by God and they are good things and they are good gifts. Hey, well, you said something I need to follow up on. It is w when we don't enjoy the thing God, the things that, that uh, God created. I grew up in like a fundamentalist Christian background. And I'm a recovering fundamentalist. Uh, I think I'm pretty much recovered, just FYI. But mm -hmm. 
like you felt guilty if you had a good time. You you shouldn't laugh too much. Would would you unpack for me what you mean by that it's wrong? I'm well, you just said it and it's just 54 is killing me. That it's wrong not to enjoy the things God made. Give us mm-hmm. an example of that. Well, yeah, okay. So Am I making sense or no? Yeah, you are. I'm just I'm trying to think All of the right. best way to, to frame it. Okay, so here an, an example would be this is this is a little bit outlandish, but it's the way that a, adult conservative Christians often act. So I have two daughters. You know, when they were little, think like early elementary school, kind of the prime age for Christmas being just the most fun. You know, mm. come tearing downstairs way too early in the morning, presents, and it's just you know just kids and there's glitter and wrapping paper and tinsel and stuff flying everywhere. If I got them the present they they were very excited about, you know, was it, at one point they, they wanted a big dollhouse when they were four or five. So you buy them the dollhouse and they open it and they look at it and then they step back and they go, dad, I can't, I can't accept this. It's, uh, I don't know. I think it's, I think it's going to distract me from things that really matter. I think I'm probably going to have a little too much fun with it. You definitely spent a lot of money on it. And, uh, yeah, I just, I'm, I'm not sure that I can accept this gift. That, that is so backwards mm-hmm. from everything we hope for from a child. You know, you think of that Christmas morning, like glee in the eyes, like the shrieks when they get the present that they want. That's indicative of the way we're so, our hearts are supposed to feel towards the good things that God give us, gives us. So, I mean, as an adult, it's not, it's not usually toys. It's usually, you know, it might be friendship. It might be a new job. It might, might be a new car or a, a toy of some kind. But that sense of just like, can you believe this? This is amazing. Mm. And then you just enjoy it. So we actually are, if, if my daughters had responded that way to me, it would be an insult. It would be hurtful. It would be, and it would show that they just have no concept of what it means to receive generosity and kindness. Now, for I mean, almost no kid responds like that because kids just get it. They're like, you give, I receive, this is a great relationship. Let's keep doing this. And, uh, and we don't have that with God. We seem to think, unless I've earned it, mm. it's not, you know, I don't have a right to it. Or uh, if I enjoy it too much, we, you know, I, I've, I've somehow, I've somehow um, demeaned God. When in reality... I think when God looks down at a group of people like sitting around a dinner table and they're on course three of a dinner and they're laughing until their ribs ache and it goes on for two or three or four hours, he just goes, perfect. Exactly. Mm. The food, the company, the laughter, the enjoyment, you've lost track of time because, because you're just having such a great time. That's how it's supposed to work. And... You know, we can overdo that, but basically there's there's just a sense of we dishonor God when we take the good things that he gives us and we we say, I simply won't enjoy this the way you intended. Mm. Mark Lowry says that it's, it's interesting that Jesus' first miracle was he turned water into wine just to keep the party going. Um, yeah, and better wine than they started with, too. Yeah, so... Uh, that'll draw the, so yeah I mean there's that you know so uh, is is happiness a feeling 
Uh, there are feelings involved in it, I think. I mean, it's, I think if you want to put it in biblical terms, happiness should be considered, it should, should equate to what the Bible uh, calls gladness. Mm. That sort of swelling up in the heart of, man, th this is the way it's supposed to be. I want to stay in this moment. I love this sensation. So we in the church have often, I mean, written, people have written whole books about it, which I think is just asinine, but um, have separated joy and happiness. Mm -hmm. Joy is this substantial faith-based belief in God Happiness is a trite feeling that passes. And in, in so doing, they've made joy completely undesirable and they've made happiness completely irrelevant. And I, so the, what I always want to ask when I see that is, if somebody constantly talks about joy and thinks about joy and, and uh, teaches about joy and they're no fun at all and they never laugh, in what sense are they joyful? Mm. You know what I mean? So there has to be a, a joy and happiness merger. So happiness has to be more than a feeling. I think there is a version of it that's just a passing sort of, oh, that was nice. But the kind of happiness that we're designed for is the kind that is based and rooted in something profoundly true. So it's this merger of what we call joy with this sensation of deep gladness. And I think that's, that's what I would call biblical happiness. Mm. So why do you think we struggle so much with being happy? I think the biggest reason is because we, I think it was, I think it was Calvin refers to the human heart as an idol factory. Mm. Uh, we just perpetually seek fulfillment, meaning, purpose, worship, the deepest fulfillments that we can find in, in anything that doesn't come from Jesus Christ. So, we take good gifts from God and we replace God with them. You know, in America, I think probably the, the, the most obvious example is, is work. Mm. Where work is, we, it is our identity, it is our achievement, it is our, our uh, source of wealth, which then leads to all of the subsidiary things that we can purchase. It is, you know, if any group of men get together, it becomes like a career measuring contest. Mm. Mm which is the, it's so exhausting and stupid and and nobody comes out happier uh about it and so i don't i mean that might be true for women as well but i'm, I'm not one so i don't know um it's that we are unhappy because we it's not that we're looking for happiness in the wrong things it's that we're looking for those things to give us a hundred percent of our fulfillment our meaning our purpose our direction instead of receiving them and looking to Christ for a hundred percent. You know, mm. we, we get all of that through Christ. And then he pours these good gifts into life, friendship, work, you know, whatever those things are that we can purchase, etc. Yeah, I really, I was hoping that's where you would go with that because, okay, spoiler alert, we've actually spoken with you about this before because you shared about this topic with our team and that was really impactful for me when you shared all of that with them. 
and I, I'll, I'll tell you just for future reference, just trade out talking about careers to talking about kids. And it's usually like a contest as to whose kid is the best behaved and in the most activities. And that's what usually women are talking about. So there wow. you go. Whoever talks about their kid being the best behaved has the worst behaved kid. Exactly. So. I thought y'all uh, talked so. about going to the bathroom together. Well, we do, but that's another topic oh, of okay. conversation. Why do y'all so. do that But anyway? no. I didn't I, come on here to talk about I was going to say, okay. I don't think that's not where we want to go with <laughs> it. So. Just I'm said. just, I'm speechless, but yeah. Um, but no, it is, I think it's so cautionary to all of us. He said I didn't come on here to talk No, he about didn't, that. and I don't blame him, but um, I, I don't want to go there. Um, yeah, I think we're looking for happy in the wrong measures, the wrong places. I love Barnabas Piper. That was awesome. Wasn't that great? Yes. And by the way, next week we will have part two of, of this conversation mm-hmm. uh, about about happiness. Um, he talked about how happiness isn't a feeling, mm. that there is gladness. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to throw it to you because you and I both struggle with this a little bit. Sure. With With happiness and how do I want to ask this to you? How does it help us to realize that happiness isn't always a feeling that we are to pursue? Well, I think for all of us at some point in our, in our journey as humans, we think if I can only attain this mm. or if I can just accomplish that, and I'm just going to be very honest. For me, it was if we could have X amount saved financially or if we could have this <clears throat> or that. or And one of the things I came to realize is our happiness is in none of those things. Those things are fleeting. Our happiness is not our careers. It's not the things that we can sit around and brag to each other about. And, and I loved that he emphasized that. Our happiness is in the truth that we have Christ. Mm. And that our happiness has to be more than a feeling. So, yes, I liked the emphasis on that as well, that we have idols, the things in our life that we think are going to make us feel and again, there's this whole struggle with is happiness a feeling? And yeah, he drilled down on that as well. What would you add to that? I think for me, it was it was definitely the reminder that if we're unhappy, what have we been looking to to find our contentment and our joy? I have a little quip where I go to Amazon every day and I said it out loud one day and y'all laughed. I said, well... Let's go see what Amazon has to fulfill the hole in my heart today. Uh, (laughs) um, First of all, let me say this. It helps me to know that God wants me to enjoy things that like he has created. Sure. And I shouldn't feel guilty about it. Now, like going to the lake, going to the pond. He made those things for us. And it, it. I I need to dial back a minute here because it could even look like 
he's given us a beautiful home and he has it could look like he's given us financial security it could look like he's given us good health etc etc the thing is we can't worship those things Mm. and that can't become where our happiness is found so yeah and there's some part of our let me say this there is some part of my christian past Mm. and i don't know if i should phrase it like that because i'm still a believer i'm still a strong believer but there's some part of my upbringing as a believer in certain churches the ghosts of theology past yes the ghosts of theology past that says you shouldn't have too good a time Mm. You shouldn't laugh too much, that it isn't godly to laugh out loud and that kind of stuff. And Gosh, how sad for you. And well, uh, and it still exists. That kind of thinking still exists. Mm. And so I have felt guilty over my personality. Oh, I've never had that struggle. (laughs) (laughs) I think we need to end there. (laughs) You are a stitch, woman. That is hysterical. All right. So there's that. Oh, I'm gone. All right. So hey, you can search. You can. Thanks for listening. If you have a friend, would you tell them about the Peas and Carrots podcast? And also, uh, if you enjoyed today's episode, uh, we wouldn't mind if you could share this on your Facebook or Twitter or Instagram feed. Also, you can search. Search the Peas and Carrots podcast wherever you get your podcasts or visit our website, peasandcarrots.com. And when you do, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, just for uh, and just search for Peas and Carrots podcast. We have questions up there. We have uh, polls you can take, that kind of thing. And apparently, Ms. Kayla's never struggled with her personality. <laughs> Learn that today. (laughs) For more about the Peas and Carrots podcast and to reach out to Brian and Kayla, visit peasandcarrotspodcast.com. Get quick encouragement on the go with your encouraging five-minute podcast. It's a weekly dose of encouragement to start your week off right. Search your encouraging five-minute podcast today.